17 seconds left in regulation. 20 to 20 tie. AFC Championship. Third and four, Kansas City at the Bengal 47-yard line. Chiefs out of timeouts. Bengals four-man rush. Mahomes trying to buy some time on that bad ankle. Moving to his right. He is now scrambling, and he's going to get a first down. And now gets hit late. He gets hit late. He gets hit late. Mahomes gets hit late. It'll be a 15-yard penalty on top of the gain. And the gain should be bound to the 35-yard line. Harrison Butker, the biggest kick of his Chiefs' life. Placement is down. Butker's kick is up. The spinning kick high, floating in the air. And it is good! Good! Well, I don't know if Andy Humphreys screams that loudly on his show on uh, our sister station. (laughs) (laughs) Almost. But but by by some people's uh, opinion, uh, Andy, that was kind of an ugly win. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of has to be that way sometimes, though, when when it goes the way that it went for the Chiefs. Because, again, you know, Patrick Mahomes wasn't playing at 100%. He was coming back from that ankle injury, just trying to do whatever he could. Uh, the Chiefs in that game had, had lost some receivers uh, throughout, throughout it. And it was just uh, kind of a game that you wouldn't expect a team like that that had gone through that kind of adversity in the middle of a game to end up winning. But... The good, the great teams end up finding a way, and that's what the Chiefs did. Did you hear the whistle? See the whistle? Any anybody? Because that that play uh, that they called back uh, is what really turned the game around. Uh, does anybody have any video or audio of that whistle blowing? For the uh, oh, oh, you mean the get, the one on the third down earlier when? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So they showed it on the CBS broadcast. Uh, it was it was like the guy at the very end of the field who was running in, like blowing his whistle. Nobody saw him, but uh, while the play was going on, but it, for whatever reason they thought they needed to shut it down. I have no idea why, but. You kind of hold your hands up, and and in the official spot, you see that one of your, uh, you know, your your officials there was seeing something that shouldn't have been right, and you kind of have to honor that they were seeing something that needed to shut the play down. And honestly, I I don't know if we've even gotten an explanation from the NFL on what that was. <laughs> well, a lot of people are really upset about that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they think that's what turned the game around. But let's look ahead uh, to the uh, to the Super Bowl. A couple of weeks. Uh, number one is: uh, Do you think that ankle will be healed? Uh, do you think he'll be able to? Because I think uh, I think Mahomes couldn't play at a hundred percent. I mean, I, right. I think he was remarkable, but still. Not a hundred percent. So the ankle will not be healed. Uh, I'll I'll say that much. But it's not going to keep him from playing. He's going to do whatever he can. The trainers are going to do whatever he can to make sure he feels as good as possible to be able to go out there. It'll probably be a similar situation to where he might not be as fast. He might not be able to make every single move that he's used to doing. And I think that was the case uh, last night. He just couldn't make every single play that he uh, has in his arsenal, but the Chiefs are going to find a way in the Super Bowl to make sure that he's at least to a sense where he can he can still do most of what he is used to doing, and honestly, that's that's the best case scenario for the Chiefs is that they, they get him as healthy as possible. The question is, how many weapons will he have? Because, again, those he lost three receivers throughout the course of the game, and now they're going to have to figure out who's catching passes from. Can you put aside your Missouri uh, 
home, uh, you know, uh, roots. <laughs> look ahead to the Supreme uh, to the Supreme Court. No, you know, this is a different show. Uh, look ahead to the Super Bowl uh, and tell me what you think in terms of. Who prevails who, here? Who wins? Oh man! Um, I mean, you got to be honest. I here. mean, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, I'm trying to go off my best judgment because, I mean, look, I, I thought that the Eagles looked a lot better originally than I anticipated. I mean, they they handled their game pretty easily. Now, the 49ers had their quarterback injury concerns throughout the game themselves, so that lended to it a little bit, but. The Eagles looked a little bit better than I thought, and now I honestly think it is as close to 50-50 as you can get it. But in the end, I mean, again, the great teams end up finding a way. It might be a similar ugly game to how the Chiefs beat the Bengals, but I, if I had to say it today, I'm, I don't think I can go against the Chiefs even uh, after seeing what I saw yesterday. Wow. It is going to be fascinating. We we will all be watching, uh, and I do appreciate you coming across the hall, Andy Humphreys, who plays er, who plays. Jeez, what's the matter with me? It's Monday. That's what it is. Uh, who uh, uh, works at our sister station uh, KTGR up here in Columbia? Andy, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Gary. All right, take care, buddy. Uh, Brian Hansen, of course. Uh, Brian uh, thinks it's a great letdown if they don't win the Super Bowl. Uh, did I? Uh, no, that? I didn't. I didn't say that. <laughs> well, you and whenever they, it, it, the last time they played the Super Bowl and lost, uh, you were you, you said, "Up ah, there, you go. That's my team. That's what they do." So well, it sounded like you were. Disappointed. I mean, the Chiefs uh, over the course of uh, the last several years have a a way of disappointing its fans, but uh, last night was just a, it was an ugly game. I. I it was very uncomfortable to watch throughout, you know, and it, it in some ways it didn't feel like we earned it, <laughs> you know. The end play it's like it would have been a sixty yard field goal had he not done that uh, late hit out of bounds, and uh, you know I'll take the win, but yeah, it just but... doesn't feel like it was it was earned. And then CBS, you know, I'm going to have to. Call an audible here. <laughs> I just thought it was rude on their behalf to sit there and focus on the player that was visibly upset. And they just kept on and on and kept the camera focused on the crying guy. And it's like, just give him some space for crying out loud. I mean, but, yeah, it was uh, it was a bad decision on his part, but his emotions got the best of him. And he made a bad play at the end and paid for it. But you know that does t- it does tell me one thing that his heart was in the game. Yeah, uh, he may have screwed the pooch there, but but it wasn't just um, just for the money. You don't just for the money break down like that. Yeah, uh, but why did the cameras have to continually keep focusing on the guy? Just leave him alone. Yeah, a little. It piece. was it was just rude. But anyway, it is uh, a celebratory uh, moment here as the as we head toward the. Uh, the Super Bowl. They've made it again. What a terrific team. I was tempted throughout the game to text you. <laughs> I noticed you were kind of quiet yesterday. Well, I was, I was, you know, I was really torn. I'm being honest here, really torn uh, between my Ohio roots and my, <laughs> my Missouri uh, situation here. Uh, and I was, and I have to admit it, I was actually rooting for the Chiefs. I really wanted them to win. But I was going to tease you and say, well, the Ohio boys are coming back or you can't beat the Ohio boys. Something along those lines. 
and I kept thinking, nah, I'm going to let this go because this, <laughs> this could go either way. Uh, it was a hell of a game. It, it really was, was. It really was. Right to the end, a mystery. Uh, but they are one hell of and a team. And the Chiefs' defense really did step up the plate yesterday. If I counted correctly, five sacks on yeah. Burrow. Man, they were. it was just one hell of a game. It was, it was ugly, but it was a hell of a game. Uh, and they're to be uh, they're to be congratulated. Uh, as a Clevelander, I have uh, <laughs> nothing but respect <laughs> for Mahomes and the whole team. Was there a rivalry between the Browns and the Bengals? Uh, sort of, but not like it is because they're different. You know, if, right? Uh, it, the real rivalry for Cleveland is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ah, and I, I wouldn't exactly call those games the Clash of the Titans. At least right. not the last two seasons. Uh, the Browns and the Steelers literally were fighting for last place in the division. So, And I think Cleveland won that fight. That's the only thing Cleveland won. They managed to come in in last place. Just wait till next year, though. Are you from Cleveland? Yeah. How did you I'm know learning. that? That's, that's going to be the motto on the front of City Hall. Just wait till next year. Uh, Dave on the Chiefs, good morning. How are you? Yes, Gary, about the play where the guy made the mistake, the golden mistake, I must say. Uh, that's, a, that's life, baby. You make a mistake and you pay for it. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's, the way uh, that's games reality. Uh, yeah, everybody makes mistakes. And uh, every game where a team loses is because they made mistakes. It doesn't matter what, you know, it could be they didn't read the offense, uh, that, you know, they they didn't play well offensively. Uh, it, it, you, know, you lose because you make a mistake. Not the end of the world. Congratulations, though. Super Bowl bound. And I'm really hoping they win. Because I think then we go after the uh, Zimmer brothers and say we need a day off <laughs> to celebrate that game. Yeah, I was Bert, wondering about that. You know, a lot of people were saying, you know, we need a day off after a victory like this <laughs> to recover. Yeah. <laughs> because we played so hard. Yes. Yes. No, not going to happen. All right. Uh, let's see. So we've got uh, three predictions on uh, the Supreme Court and the, the college loan payoff deal. Uh, a kid won playing hide-and-seek. Hide and it was remarkable. But... We're going to talk about Bernie Sanders, the moron's moron, the idiot's idiot. Next on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. Good morning. It is nine twenty-one. Glad to have you with us. Before I get into uh, to the uh, to the moron, uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, it is it, this global warming thing is really starting to bother me. It is damned cold outside. Was it fourteen degrees here? It is. Yeah, and down in Springfield. Uh, boy, uh, they really got it, didn't they? The moisture, the freezing, the... Uh, I wonder what the roads are like down... This global warming thing is pretty awful. Yeah, we need to do something. If you yes. were just driving an electric car, we wouldn't have to go through this. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. And I just got that big honking V8 thing. Oh, my God, I could have... It's your fault. I could have had a V... It's, I thought to myself I could have had a V8, and I got one. Yeah. And I should have gotten a battery-powered car. Then our friends in Springfield wouldn't be, you know, struggling to drive to work today. I know, right? I'm accountable. I apologize. I'll have to keep apologizing, though. You know, once you apologize, the people on the left, uh, they want to hear it over and over again. Right. 
Uh, all right, let me uh, get into Bernie Sanders. Um, he was on NBC, uh, the uh, the socialist network, uh, and talking about uh, minimum wage. There are a couple of, uh, just in the opening here, there are a couple of uh, key things. I'll, I'll stop and play and stop and play and kind of explain this. Uh, but it's Bernie Sanders, a guy who I will tell you has never had a company, never run a business. Uh, I don't know that he's ever had a job outside of politics. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, he tried to join a commune and they threw him out because he was so lazy. So he's a complete and utter loser. The only thing this moron is good at is giving away your money and telling you how to live your life and telling other businesses how to run them um, with little or no experience. I would argue none. But here he is on minimum wage. Thank you for having me. Look, this you've been making the argument, as have many people, for a legislative fix, for the federal minimum wage to actually be higher than it is. For better or for worse, the, the tight labor market has caused this to happen among some of the country's major employees. Are you okay with the market um, having addressed some of the things no. that you were hoping to address through legislation? Well, the reason, Ali, the reason that uh, Walmart has raised the minimum wage is, you know what, you can't find labor in many parts of this country for 10 or 12 bucks an hour. Well, wait a minute. Isn't that what I've been arguing for years? This is exactly what the law of supply and demand, the most basic law of economics, tells you. That when there is a limited supply of labor and you need it, you pay more for it. That is that is exactly what the marketplace does. The government can't do that without hurting a lot of businesses. But when the demand for labor increases, the supply decreases it doesn't hurt businesses because this is what they need to make a profit. You don't want to pay somebody more than they're worth to the business. Uh, otherwise, if you kept doing that, you'd have no business at all. Labor is just a commodity that goes into the, the, to the delivery of goods and services. I don't care if you're running a movie theater, building an automobile or cleaning houses. Labor is just, a, you know, it, it's just a raw material. That's all it is. You may think of yourself as more than that, but you're not. That's all I am. I am a raw material for the company that I work for. And I'm not unhappy about that. But if if you're, you pick it, a service or, or a product, whatever it is you're delivering to the public, you know, I'll give you an example right here. This radio station, in order for it to function, they have to buy electricity and a lot of it to power the tower and keep everything cool and pay the engineers to keep everything running. And then there's the microphones and the processors and the amplifiers and the preamp and all of that stuff. All goes into what you're hearing right now. And my labor does as well. It's just part of what the product needs to get delivered to its customer base. And the government can't dictate those wages. They can't dictate that any more than they can dictate the price of the metal that's used to build the tower that broadcasts the program. It's not up to them. It's up to the laws of supply and demand. And if they had to pay me $3 million a year because the government dictated it, there'd be no sense in hiring me. 
I've got to be careful what I say here, Brian. The management may go, <laughs> you know, maybe we're paying him too much right now. But it, 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 it works just like I've always said it does. The demand for labor is driving up the prices. And, and so Walmart is doing it. And it's not enough for this idiot. Don't nay-nay, Perlene. He needs more. Of the wages that they've been providing. Uh, so they have done in their own self-interest that, hey, we need workers. Let's raise it to at least $14 an hour. Well, wait a minute. In their own self-interest, they've paid their labor more than they originally were going to. That's how it works, you idiot. But that is not enough. Uh, a couple of years ago, we fought to raise the minimum wage to $15 as a result of inflation <clears throat> in real dollars. That should be at least $17 right now. Here's the bottom line. You got over 60% of the people in this country living paycheck to paycheck. Oh, that's whose fault is that? Whose fault is it if you're living paycheck to paycheck? You either lack the job skill to get paid better, or you've spent more money than you have coming in. You're, you've got to give up cable TV or something along those I don't know. But if you're living paycheck to paycheck, it's not your employer's fault. Tens of millions are working at starvation wages. It is not too much to ask in the wealthiest country on earth where we have... What does the wealthiest country on earth have to do with somebody not getting as much money for their labor as they'd like? You know what? If you think you're being underpaid, you, you believe you're being... Don't blame your boss. Blame the rest of the world. Because somebody didn't hire, nobody else is hiring you for more money. Nobody said, hey, Joe, we'll take you over here, we'll pay you double, or we'll pay you half again, or we'll give you a $10 raise. It's not your boss's fault, it's your fault. You make choices. You either sacrifice, maybe you're comfortable where you're at. You, you, you think to yourself, is it worth the trade-off? Do I really want more money? Do I want to move? How do I? It's not the it's not your employer's fault it comes out uh, so so bernie sanders has no clue doesn't understand basic economics refuses to accept the fact that the laws of supply and demand affect the price of labor wants the government to step in and the pathologies that develop he will deny if you think about it when you raise minimum wage Anybody in the company make that has worked their way up from minimum wage is suddenly going to be caught, you know, in a bind. The employer is, too. Gee, I gave you a raise because you were working harder. Uh, you now have $18 an hour, but now i got to hire everybody at $18 an hour. You're getting paid no more than minimum wage. Oh, well, wait a minute. If the, if the new guy is getting 18 at minimum wage, shouldn't I get 20 and the next thing you know it, it's costing a fortune. The government needs to stay out of this. But Bernie Sanders is a socialist. Socialism is a failure. It doesn't work anywhere. For my progressive friends, wake up. It's a loser. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show. And it's the Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show. 
Corey Bush is in the news. We'll get to that before the half hour is up. It is 9.35. Glad to have you with us. Medical marijuana dispensaries are going to be opening. Uh, well, they're going to get, apparently, uh, they're going to have the ability to sell to the general public uh, because we have recreational marijuana in Missouri now. Uh, that all starts, what, next week, Brian? February 6th? I That sounds right. You're I'm over sure. 21. Yep. Uh, you'll be able to buy them. It's the stupidest law. I mean, I, it, it, is, it baffles me how stupid it is. But it does send a signal. It does tell you that most people think it should be legal. Most people think smoking marijuana should be legal. Myself included. I really think it should be legal. I've never smoked a joint in my life. I have never smoked marijuana. Um, but I have served a lot of alcohol. And here's what I've concluded, knowing people who have done both. And, and I'm bringing this up because uh, you, can't, you can't legally buy a gun if you smoked uh, or if you buy or if you're a medical marijuana. You cannot buy illegally. You can't buy a gun. The people I know that smoked marijuana never did anything but get mellow. That's all they did. I never, I never encountered, and maybe you have. And if you have, feel free, give me a call. But just about everybody I ever knew that smoked marijuana, when they had their buzz on, if you will, were just mellow. Like, okay, man, okay. That, that kind of attitude. I never saw anybody smoke a joint and get, like, crazy. But I saw a lot of people drinking that did. Uh, this this is um, it, it, literally in the bar. I'd, I'd have friends of mine, customers that came in on a daily basis, the people that I'd known for years, who would start drinking and turn into a-holes. So why is it that you can go into no, you know to any uh, tavern and buy alcohol? You can go into any liquor store or store that sells liquor and buy all the liquor you want with you know a, a possibility that when you consume it, you'll get stupid, crazy, violent. But you can still buy a gun. But you can't if you smoke marijuana. It, it is. I know a lot of you are not convinced that uh, the drug war is, is, is a useless war. But it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It, it needs to end. This, war, this drug war needs to end. Uh, and uh, there are places around uh, that, that are ending, including up in Canada, and I'll give you some details on that. But here in the state of Missouri, we will now be able to buy marijuana recreationally. What is that? Does that scare anybody? I'm curious. Does it, is anybody angry about that? Anybody scared about that? I'm, I'm not talking about the process because it's stupid to have a constitutional amendment uh, that makes it a, a crime to carry more than three ounces. That's stupid. Now it's enshrined in the Constitution. I try to tell people not to sign on to this. But is there anybody that's like, oh, my God, they're going to be smoking marijuana? 
800-529-5572. And I'm going to tell you one more thing. A lot of hypocrites out there. There are a lot of people in my age group and a few years younger that when they were in their 20s and 30s, if not more, smoked marijuana. Who are now, you know, these anti-drug, you know, zealots. Oh, we can't legalize. Hey, it's much more powerful today than it was when I was smoking it, so we have to control it. I uh, I think it's a, a lot of, uh, a, a great deal of hypocrisy involved in that. Uh, but I, I really think this constitutional amendment needs to be cleaned up. Somebody needs to write an amendment that says this is going to disappear and we're just going to legalize marijuana and we're not going to charge you extra taxes because we've decided to give you the right that you should have always had to uh, to smoke it that's that's what needs to happen in Missouri but if anybody's afraid of it let me know give me a call 874-9390-800-529-5572 and Brian before I move on uh, any concern on your part that it's uh... no I'm still curious how it's going to be uh, enforced by the police when there's traffic stops. Do they just ignore it and say move on, or do they pull you out of the car and do a check to see if you're able to, you know, drive the vehicle normally? Or I, I don't know. There's a I, lot of unanswered questions in this area that I don't have answers to. I don't know that they can tell. Uh, maybe somebody's come up with a test, but I don't know that they can tell. Um, how much of the active ingredient is still in your system? Yeah, they don't have a device that you can blow into. Says, "Aha, yeah. THC." You, you but a, you know, a, I've heard from Sheriff Carey that they do have field tests that they can look into your eyes and see if you are intoxicated for marijuana. But that's oh, a, so they do have a test. They you. they do. I mean, it's a it's not like a walk the line test, but they you know will shine a light in your eyes and can tell if. You know, if you have ingested THC. If you, and, right, does but it tell my if question is, it? like, at what point can you say that this person is no longer able to, you know, uh, drive a vehicle safely? Is it one hit? Is it two hits? I mean, that I don't know. And how can you tell the difference between a contact high and somebody smoking a joint? You see, there are so many questions. I don't know. Yeah, because it going to be an arbitrary officer decision at the time of the stop. I mean, what if they pull you over for a taillight that's out and they see marijuana on the seat? Does that give them further, you know, well, we need to check your car to see if there's more. If you have an open container of alcohol in the car when the police stop you, is that not a problem? Yeah, you're not supposed to. Well, if you have a joint half-smoked in the ashtray in your car and the police stop you, is that a problem? I don't know. I mean, this is a real mess. They just they just need to get rid of these laws that and start punishing people for um, actual crimes. Uh, when they harm somebody, punish them. I don't care if it's alcohol, drugs, or... A hot French fry uh, fell in your lap. Uh, just when that happens, you're out of control. 
You're supposed to be in control, and then we charge you for whatever harms you've caused. 874-9390-800-529-5572. Uh, Roy, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? I'm good to be here. This is a long-standing beef with me. I, I like our sheriff, but... Just in the few words that Brian shared about checking your eyes for marijuana, um, I'm a long-term diabetic. And if they are looking for your blood vessels in your eyes, I can tell you that there's more than one way you can get that way. And I don't want to have to go to court to prove that I was just way too much sugar in my blood. So, well, I, I also know if you're a diabetic that... Uh you can get stopped for DWI and, and or driving under the influence, DUI. Uh, and unless they do the right test, it can look like you've been drinking. Exactly. That's the same. Thing. <laughs> I was actually parked. And they didn't like where I was parked, so a nosy neighbor called it in. And they brought the fire department and the police, and they put on the pink-purple gloves before they would even... And they were convinced I was drunk out of my mind. I had simply had pizza and was sitting there waiting for the sugar to, waiting for somebody else, or I wouldn't have even been out of my house. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is, well, actually, when I see Roy, I put on gloves, too. Right? <laughs> Just saying. Roy, take and care, buddy. I make buddy. sure I'm firmly seated when you put your gloves on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay, whatever floats your boat. Roy, thanks for the call, buddy. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Jerry in Columbia, welcome. How are you? I'm well, Gary. And to me, the only reason the government is even going about mar marijuana legalization is because they're looking for more things to tax. They've run out of what they can tax. They've run out of money. We're working at the worst ever in history. Well, that's that's why they got marijuana. rid of the prohibition of alcohol. So that makes sense. They would do it with marijuana. That's all they're doing. Yeah, they've taxed you into socialism, and now they want to make you feel good about it. Yeah, we're going to let you have we're going to let you have what's already yours, but we're going to charge you for it for the just for the privilege. All right, Jerry. Thank and we you. We want you to pat us on the back for doing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, aren't we great? <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Jerry's point is valid. That's what, for those of you who don't know, and I know I've explained this on the year before, uh, the prohibition of alcohol ended because we were in a depression. Uh, there was a, a tax on alcohol that you couldn't get with prohibition. Desperate for money, the government legalized it. Seems like we're doing that again. Uh, Gary, I'm a retired and occasionally use uh, marijuana for pain purpose. It helps still buy from individuals cheaper because of the taxes. Yeah, that just keeps the black market going. What are they doing in Vancouver? I'll tell you that next on The Gary Nolan Show. It is uh, 9.52. Glad to have you with us. Uh, I'm going to move on in a minute from the drug war, but there's something going on uh, in Canada. And it, it, just, it, it just shows you how stupid politicians are. Uh, they think they're so bright, and frankly, they're ju they're just not. Uh, Corey Bush is in the news too. We'll get to that probably uh, right after uh, the news at ten oh five. Apparently, up in Canada, um, they are going to legalize all drugs. Uh, Vancouver, 
uh, is going to decriminalize hard drugs. Now, here's here's this the story. And these politicians think they're they're really you know cutting edge, doing something great. The province will no longer criminally prosecute adults age eighteen and over who are caught with less than two and a half grams of hard drugs, including heroin, morphine, fentanyl, cocaine, methamphetamine, and uh, MDMA ecstasy. Instead, they'll be offered information on social programs and treatment. If they request it, the drug trafficking will remain illegal. Now, why is this incredibly stupid? In order for them to get two and a half grams of hard drugs, somebody has to sell it to them. And that somebody is going to have to violate the law in order to get it to sell it to them. So what happens here is, and this is true of all uh, drugs, they cost literally a a fraction of what people are paying for them. But if you have to circumvent law enforcement in order to get it to people, you're taking big risks. You need big rewards. So the prices don't come down. The violence doesn't end. So these politicians, in their infinite wisdom, have decided... You can't get it, but if you get it, it's okay if you only get two and a half ounces. How stupid is this? And that is absolutely insane. Because somebody has to carry five ounces to sell two people two and a half ounces. And they're breaking the law doing it. So they're going to charge more. What would happen if the government got out of this? Some people would use drugs, some people wouldn't. Drugs would be way less expensive. There'd be a lot less violent crime. It would be a win-win. All they're doing in Canada, frankly, is making it easier to use, not easier to get. And I know some people think that's, you know, that's the solution, but, but it's not. It's not. And if somebody told you tomorrow that you could shoot heroin legally, would you do it? I wouldn't. Brian, would you do it if somebody no, told you? Sir. Uh-uh. No, I you know, I no, I don't want any I want any holes stuck in there. I don't want anything uh, injected. I no, thank you. I wouldn't even smoke pot. And I've had opportunities. I won't do it. I just, I don't want to do it. Some people might. That's their life. It's their body. Let them alone. Let's stop as much of the violent crime as we can. And, and, and we can. And think about the danger we put law enforcement in. These war, this war on drugs puts law enforcement between a rock and a hard place. If I want to sell something to Brian and Brian wants to buy it, law enforcement has no way of getting in the middle of it. So they have to go in undercover and pretend they want to buy something that they should. It's just dangerous on every level. All right, I'm going to move on. I just I, I thought those two stories were worthy of note. Uh, one that the the Canadians are are doing half the job uh, with their war on drugs, and here in Missouri, we've we've literally made it a part of our constitution that you can only carry two and a half ounces of pot. 
insane. But it goes on sale, apparently, legally, uh, to Missourians over 21 on uh, February 6th. And if you're going to buy a gun, now you have to lie and commit perjury. You have to commit perjury. Because uh, it's a sworn statement when you buy a gun, the Knicks check, in order to get the gun if you're smoking marijuana at any time. How stupid is that? Uh, all right, uh, Corey Bush is in the news. We're going to talk a little bit about this killing in uh, uh, in Tennessee. Uh, this is I've seen the video, and it's some horrible police work. Anybody in law enforcement wants to call on this, feel free. But this Tyree Nichols thing was very, very ugly. But there is a piece of it that's missing. And it doesn't excuse what the police did. And it's not racism. Can't be racism. They were all the same race. It has nothing to do with their ethnic background. But something is missing. And I've looked for and not been able to find the missing piece. And, and then there's a problem of what to do, how to hold bad cops responsible. And we're also going to touch on all the protests. There are protests that have gone on all over the country. Fortunately, most of them have been nonviolent. But I don't understand why. I mean, I am completely at a loss as to why. What exactly is it that these protesters want? I don't know if anybody else has thought about this, but the five cops who were way out of line and committed this horrible beating are all being charged with murder. They're all going to court. So justice is is being pursued. Why the protest? What exactly are you protesting for? You can't be protesting because you want them to arrest them. They've been arrested. You can't protest because you want them held accountable. They're being held accountable. What are you protesting for? For the sake of protesting? I don't know. We'll cover all of that in the uh, next segment of the program at about 5 after 10. Uh, If you've got commentary or questions... You can contact me on the phone, 800-529-5572, or 874-9390 if you're a local. Or you can go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message, it'll pop up here in studio. It is the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. 